Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You know, you said something that really struck me, which is that he's adjusting to the adjustment um, and at first I thought that'd be a cool album name. And then I thought it'd be a cool song name. And then I realized it's better as a movie, right? Cause you have adjusting to the adjustment and then the sequel adjusting to the adjustment to the adjustment and then <laughs> adjusting to the adjustment three adjusting to the adjustment. It'd be great. We're going to make this happen. I just made a million dollars. Thank you. That's it. Um, but your, your take is sound as well. Two, three, four. It is the Bruins and Bruins podcast, episode 63 of season two. A little Friday fireside chat action. Welcome in. My name is Cam Hasbrick, joined by Drew Johnson, who's making some terrifying faces in the screen, as well as Chris Gear. This is the Bruins and Bruins podcast, a The Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and sponsored by DraftKings, a drinkable podcast you can taste. Drew, talk to us a little bit about DraftKings. Oh, yeah. I'll talk about DraftKings because, I mean, you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports and how Payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement. Oh, boy, so much excitement to every single night. And it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat. Like never before. Have you sweat before? Well, get ready when you use promo code THPN at DraftKings. Every moment means more. DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion in total prizes. Or just, just yeah, to users all across the sport. That's um, in total. Don't expect $7 billion uh, the first time you play. But, but you could win thousands of dollars in total cash prizes on DraftKings. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better way or place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That is code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings minimum $5 deposit required eligibility restriction supply. See draftkings.com for the details. All right, very nice, Drew. Um very cool. Very, very cool, cool. Very I'll fun. be here next week on Monday. Uh, fantastic. All right, well it is Friday uh and uh we are deep into the dog days of summer now. The Stanley Cup final is past us by uh, weeks and, and change now, actually, at this point. Uh, and we are getting into the heat of the offseason. Of course, the expansion draft is right around the corner. Uh, we've talked about that in past episodes, really, so that's not really something we're going to address here. But um, 
Yeah, like we're getting into the summer, like we just said. Um, I think a lot of the, the more hockey-focused episodes are going to be our uh, our main Tuesday ones, and I think Fridays will be a little bit more casual now. Casual Fridays for the off season. Casual know, Fridays, let's do yeah, it. Right. Casual right. Fridays. Chris, you may want to take one button off of that lovely uh, shirt uh, with yeah. the uh, with the birds that you got going on there. Drew's just shirtless now, so I mean, this is a terrible this, this idea. Is the- <laughs> um this is the shirt that i wear to work for casual friday i just like kind of rolled up to work with it today and uh you know i didn't have a chance to change because i you know i came straight from work and went right into other work grind never stops the grind never never stops it's a lot of hard work drinking beers and talking about hockey so i did turn the hat Um, around for the friday yeah no it's casual friday already doing casual friday (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I'm thinking, uh, Friday, summer nights, you know, uh, the stuff you think of, the stuff you dream of really, um, this is what dreams are made of. And, uh, I want to get this to be a little bit more interactive on Friday. So in the, in the festive campfire mentality, I think we'll start off with some listener questions, uh, kind of bringing the audience a little bit here. Like we're, like we're sitting around a campfire. Um, we got, we do have questions Our our DMS are, and I think our DMS are open on Twitter as well as, uh, you can just tweet at us your questions. You can also email us at bruisingbruins at gmail.com. Um, we've been pushing for that one lately. So I'm going to pull up a, an email question right now. Um, we, but we have to, uh, we have to like start a segment for the summer. It's like campfire questions with Cam. Hasbrook. Yeah. And, nice. uh, and we, we have to get like some sort of campfire crackling. Yeah. Effect it's just in like the crackling background. in the background. Yeah. yeah to intro no, it. About that. Yeah. Let's uh let's work on that. We'll get our intern on that. So well, one <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, hey, how no, about how about for listeners? The next time you ever are at a campfire, just take a little sound recording and send it to us. Send us your campfire recordings, and it could end up on the Bruce and Bruins podcast. Email bruisingbruins at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, uh, just drop that shit in an MP3 file, so I don't have to worry about fucking converting it please uh anyway uh first question from the, that was why that was why i wanted to do it and i forgot that i should have done that because i do have a converter on my computer well there you go uh, i just do it online and probably get viruses or something so it's all right that's why we're losing all of our episodes it's fine uh <laughs> first question uh i, I apologize this one's uh sean Rajot. um he sent uh both of our email questions so far in the last uh, week or two here but um, this one was from June 30th, actually. I just kind of forgot about it uh, a couple times. Uh, this is why you can't read emails when you get them on time. You got to save them when you think you're supposed to open them and then hope you didn't miss anything because um, otherwise you'll forget. But anyway, Sean's got a two-parter here. Um, first of all, we're throwing it back, but I, I like the comparison. It may have happened already, but we can still do it in hindsight. He wants to know, uh, is or at this point was rooting for the Habs in any way, shape, or form the same as rooting for the Yankees as a Red Sox fan, or is it entirely different? I think this was definitely a question that came up for a lot of people. Um, I think most of us will have maybe a similar answer here. Um, shout out Kaylee for being a Yankees fan. Just kidding. That shit sucks. Um, but <laughs> I, I think it's the same thing, but the conclusion I came to is it's not the same players. So if it's like you're rooting for the Yankees, but they're the underdog and it's all these young players you don't hate enough yet because the Bruins haven't played enough of them uh, or just played them enough times to matter, um, then, yeah. But I'd say it's the same thing. It's the same team. It's just what is the makeup of that team? How bad is it based on that? Like, I'm not rooting for, uh, I don't know, insert like Pacioretty. I'm not rooting for Pacioretty or anything right now. <laughs> like, you know, I'm rooting, rooting for Pacioretty. 
good good American boy on a on a cool under not underdog team, I guess, but cool like yeah. uh, upstart team. Um, yeah. So for me, my hatred of the Yankees is much deeper ingrained than my hatred of the Habs, just because the Red Sox were like my first favorite team. And I I kind of grew up with the Red Sox, whereas you know, I didn't really become a serious Bruins fan until like 2009. Um, and like, even though I was watching the Bruins, I was, you know, I, I wasn't like, I don't know all those rosters from like when I was 14 years old. Like I could still rattle off the whole Red Sox roster from 2004. Um yeah, but at the same time, like there were seasons of the of the Yankees where like there was just like no one on those teams that I hated. I was just like, yeah, these teams are kind of bad, and I don't really hate any of you, so it's not that fun to root against you. It's still like fun to see Yankees fans be like, "Fuck, our team sucks." Um, but yeah, I mean, with the Habs, it's more like this team hasn't been good in since like the Bruins lost to them in the playoffs. Um, so I, it's been years of just like caring more about Toronto. Like if, if the Maple Leafs are like the Rays, I guess, I guess like if the Jays were good or something like that, but like the Rays have been a better team over the past five or so years. Like, and if that team becomes dominant and starts like winning in the regular season a lot, and then has like kind of this rivalry with the Red Sox. And maybe you start caring more about the Rays. Um, it, like, it, but I don't know. It's still, it's still not the same. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, there's, there's a reason that like, like fuck the Yankee chants break out at like other Boston sporting events. You, know, you don't hear like a fuck <laughs> the Habs chant at Fenway Park too much, as, as fitting as it would be. Um, and a lot of that does have to do with the competitiveness over the last decade or so. And, and that sort of thing. Um, but it is, it is different. It, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just like Chris where like, as a, I mean, I, I did follow the Bruins like as for as long as I can remember pretty much as, as intensely as the Red Sox. Um, but it is just, you're so deeply ingrained. Like, like hating the Yankees is a universal characteristic of Red Sox fans. It's not just like disdain. It's just like, you are ingrained that they are the evil empire. And it's just anything you know what I mean? Like that's why I can never look at Kaylee the same. It's you know, it's it's, yeah. it's that she's a great person, but it will forever be a stain on her. Yeah, um, I'll I'll just be like, that's a funny tweet, but but you know, I like I think about it, the like button. It's not so much. It's not so funny anymore. It would have been funnier. If, <laughs> exactly. If Cam said um, it, <laughs> and you just you just don't get that quite as much. A lot, with a lot of Kaylee slander. I'm I'm not not here for the Kaylee slander. <laughs> no, it's, she knows it's in good fun. It's it's joking. No, it's, it's just her choices um, in teams to root for. Everybody makes all. bad decisions. Even yeah. even great people can do bad things. It's just a reminder. But my um, neighbor is now making a lot of noise next door, and that's annoying. well. There you go. But uh, regardless, anyway, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see the comparison. Um, I think it's similar, but not quite in the same vein. So uh, Sean's second question uh, was about the Bruins goaltending situation. We've talked a bit about this on the pod, um, but what to do. He wants to know specifically about the backup situation. I think that's obviously dependent on what they do as a starter, um, but whether Halak might be an answer or whether he's going to want more money. Uh, Sean asked about somebody like Jonathan Bernier or another veteran goalie on the market. 
Um, we don't have Cat here, unfortunately, this week, but um, we do have some people who can kind of talk about goalies. <laughs> I thought about asking her on, but she's uh, at Costco with her dad and daughter right now, so it seems oh, nice. like a bad time. <laughs> no, call her anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> um, but Go yeah, her dad's know, do you guys see the Bruins going for anybody other than like a lock and a if they're going for like. Mm. A veteran, or I could see it only if they really know Rask's situation is he isn't going to be available for a while, even longer than they expect him to be. Um, unless they can get him on just a very, very low deal veteran, uh, for some depth, because I think you see with Rask out, uh, you see Swayman starting. I don't really think they're going to just toss him the veteran they get. I don't see Halak as the answer either. So I think whoever you get, if it is a veteran, if it's a younger guy, uh, you're not getting a starting goaltender on the market. You're getting a backup. You're getting some depth. Because um, as it is right now without Rask, uh, I don't think they sign Halak and you have Swayman and Vladar as your one and two. Um, so maybe you find like a Bernier to be your number two and have that kind of depth so that when or if Swayman doesn't pan out, or gets injured, then you have someone more reliable than Vladar to fill the role there because uh, goaltending is important, uh, but I think consistency in goaltending is even more important. And a veteran like that could provide that consistency where it's like, well, maybe he's not going to steal any games for us, but he's not going to make some rookie mistakes that cost us games. That's uh, it's all fair. I mean... Like like you said, the Bruins have a number of, of young options and obviously Rass a big question mark, so it all kind of is dependent on how those chips fall into place, but um a consistent veteran versus leaning on uh some young guys who are still very much developing certainly wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I also think it depends on your defense too, whereas mm-hmm. uh defense is a little inexperienced young. Do you bulk up defense and hope that you can work with Swayman stuff, or do you think you do need a little more depth because the defense isn't really answered from last season? Yeah, I think in any case you want Swayman playing full time. Um and it, if you judge that he's not ready for the NHL right now, which I think you know, a reasonable minds can differ on this, but uh, I trust cat on this especially when she's just saying like here are the specific things that i look at when i'm looking at a young goalie and he needs to work on these things um where like the tape is out on him now and teams are going to have time to figure out you know what how to exploit that and so it's going to be how he adjusts the adjustment i'd rather have him adjusting to the adjustment full-time in the minor leagues right now than trying to figure it out in the nhl um and, you know, I'm totally fine with Dan Vladar as your backup um, f- until Rask is healthy. I think he showed enough that he can play part-time. And since, you know, it's pretty much been decided, like, this guy is not going to be your future starter. Um, I don't need him using all that development time. And I think I, we also saw enough from him this past year to say, like, hey, yeah, he's he's pretty good. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, um, there's always the option to like panic and say, Hey, I did, you know, Swayman, let's get you up here. Um, so, uh, you know, having that safety net's pretty, pretty helpful. And, uh, there are so many options out there for stopgap starters right now. Um, the, the Bruins defense, you know, as long as they get someone to fill that, uh, second pairing left D role, 
um, whether it be Mike Riley, the best option or someone else, not as good, but um, (laughs) then, you know, things should still be good as long as you, you know, have those top three defensemen that you're protecting with Grizzly Carlo and McAvoy, um, you can fill out the rest. And I think that gives you a good, a good base to work with, with any like veteran goaltender that you're going to bring in. You know, you said something that really struck me, which is that he's adjusting to the adjustment. Um, and at first I thought that'd be a cool album name. And then I thought it'd be a cool song name. And then I realized it's better as a movie, right? Cause you have adjusting to the adjustment and then the sequel adjusting to the adjustment to the adjustment and then <laughs> adjusting to the adjustment three adjusting to the adjustment. It'd be great. We're going to make this happen. I just made a million dollars. Thank you. That's it. Um, but your, your take is sound as well. You made a million dollars off of <laughs> off of the uh, off of the, the intellectual copyright. Yeah. I feel like that would be considered a box office flop. The adjustment uh, trilogy, not to be confused with the adjustment bureau. Yeah, uh, Drew. I think we maybe had another Twitter question or two lined up uh, to wrap up the uh, the the campfire chat here. I believe. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't have, have it lined up, but I can hunt it down for you. Oh, well, one of them was from the uh, Catfish podcast, the uh, uh, Nashville Predators podcast here on the Hockey Pod Network. Hockey Podcast Network. Um, and uh, they were asking about uh, Craig Smith, like, how is Smitty doing? Hope you're treating him well, kind of the deal. I'll find the exact quote, but let's just talk about Craig Smith in the meantime. Oh, we're treating him well. Yeah. Oh, he's treating us well, too. He's handsome as oh. ever, let me tell you. What yeah, is they, handsome they, devil. They, they said, how's Smitty doing? Better be taken care of him. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's been on the Boston Historical Tour. Apparently, big histo- history buff. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, I like, love that. like that about him. Um, got really nerdy about going to see uh, the Constitution. Not the, yeah, Boston's a cool place to live not, if not you're, the, a, not if you're the history Constitution guy. Constitution of or the gal. United States, the USS Constitution. Um, mm. Oh. Different different constitutions made by different things too. Like paper yeah, one's out of like paper. Iron one's uh, uh, old Ironsides is the nickname. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like he's soaking it up. Uh, it it does seem like he's enjoying Boston. So Craig um, Smith soaking it up. That's the name. Soaking of the it up with both of his first names. Two <laughs> first was, names worth of soaking. It, it was very funny though. Like what? It's it was literally just the Instagram story of the Bruins account, and there were like. It was just six pictures of him at, in different parts of Boston. <laughs> it was just like him by himself, just kind of being like, <laughs> hey, Boston. All right. Hey, I'm one of the locals. <laughs> hey, well, I ain't minding, I, I'm just minding my business. Yeah. But like, if you are local. Boston, if, if you're not a Boston person and you're listening to this and you don't really know a lot about Boston, it's genuinely one of the coolest historical cities in the United States. Mm-hmm. Just like a, a lot of, revolutionary war shit going on there which is still, my favorite the, war they're still doing it they're all no. you walk it's like the revolution never ended not that i'm a big war fan but like revolutionary war my favorite war yeah, i had to choose still <laughs> dumping it had a moral cause you know let's just go I'll, i won't <laughs> ramble on about the history of wars but they're dumping a brisk into the bay. It would be more like, like Twisted Tea from Boston Beer Company, who never got back to me on my application. So, yo, Twisted Tea, Boston Beer Company, you missed out. 
You missed out on the great young chap who would have run Twisted T's social media into the ground. Um, (laughs) Try try truly. Give it a go. Uh, Kaylee says Drew eating his finger. LMAO what? Oh, great. I'm glad you got that picture of that. That's good. (laughs) Uh, Was there one more? I think we have one. Yeah, there was. Uh, Let me me find that little cue real quick. It's from Neil... Villa Piano, Vill- yeah, guest of the pod that we should uh, yeah. know how to pronounce his name. Here. I know, right? It's been a while. Um, at the end, and as a Neil NVP show, um, yeah, host of the Devil State of Mind podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. I like how you know our our podcast friends are asking us questions, and none of you quote unquote dedicated listeners, <laughs> slackers. Um, anyway, you're all. Um, he said, as much as I don't want to say this, I believe that something is going to go wrong in contract negotiations with Hall and he'll end up in the North Division. Yeah, so I think this is re- in reference to uh, Toronto expressing interest. Um, I would say out of all the teams in that soon to be defunct North Division, uh, Toronto is the least likely to end up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of contract issues going on and I think as far as teams who are going to be spending money in the off season, they're, uh, you know, more in the camp of not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they also have a goalie up um, as a UFA and who knows if they're going to bring back Freddie Anderson or what, but um, I think maybe Jack Campbell's their, their best bet there. Um, but they, Aside from that money, um, they they still have a lot of issues going on, and I sure they can, you know, try and make a competitive offer or whatever. But I don't think that's going to be the thing that draws Taylor Hall away. Like I don't know how Taylor Hall would look at that team and be like, "Oh, that team gives me a better chance to win a cup." Yeah, I think uh, this is it's summertime in Toronto, and. Uh... People need some things to click on, and uh, it's always leaf season in in Toronto. So um, I don't know. I feel like we always hear Toronto is expressing interest in every big name free agent, and um, then they sign Joe Thornton. So you know, we'll, who knows? Or Patrick um, Marlowe, whatever elderly yeah, you know. uh, elderly shark has come up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no, Bird's contract is up in five, four or five years or whatever. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> yeah. Watch out. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I I don't think there's any shot that he's going uh, really anywhere in in the, in Canada. To be honest with you, I just don't see any of those situations being a fit for him. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, at this point, I'd be surprised if Boston doesn't work something out with him. But um, even if they don't, I think somewhere like Toronto would be a stretch for sure for the the reasons that Chris mentioned. Yeah, I think if uh, Taylor Hall doesn't sign with the Bruins, he just retires and goes over to the KHL or. Um, no, I think I think it's definitely going to be the Bruins. I really don't see any reason why not. Um, I think when you look at, oh, we got to re-sign Krejci. Oh, we got to re-sign Hall. It's like, if you had to choose between the two, I feel like the Bruins might go in Hall's direction just because of the age factor. Um, and his window being a bit larger. I, I mean, I love Krejci, and upon this rock, I will build several churches for him. I was going to say like a hundred, but that's a lot of fucking churches. I will just build multiple churches for him. 
Um, I'm not that strong and can't do it by myself. But much um, like David Krejci, can't do it much by like himself. David Krejci. <laughs> but he still will build several on his own. Um, but yeah, I really just that's a whole conversation in its own right. I think both of them will be back. Um, I think Taylor Hall will certainly be back. So yeah, I, f- I feel definitely like, not Toronto. Yeah. Maybe another Canadian team. Definitely. If not. that's a thing that you have to start talking about, I think you resign Taylor Hall. You resign Mike Riley. You let Tuca and Krejci walk. Kind of tank this year. Hope that Bergeron's still available two years from now. Use that money to sign to resign McAvoy and maybe grab one of those big free agents next year and then go for it at that point. But, you know, it's a huge risk. And I think, yeah, I think, I think you still got to keep the window open this year. You got to keep the band together. Like we said two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or I think, no, we said this on, uh, uh, the Hershey bears podcast. I'm trying to It's coming out this week. Coming out this week, so you'll hear us say it at the same time. But um, you kind of keep, in my opinion, you keep uh, rolling the dice on on the Bergeron window until the dice can't roll anymore. Uh, right now, with what you have, you got to go to win. So I think you throw the money at Hall as long as it's uh, reasonable. But it sounds like it probably will be. Yeah, I mean, it looked. He said he was looking for like three, four years or something like that. Um, and, and a lot of Bruins Twitter accounts were throwing out numbers at the end of the year. Like, would you sign Taylor Hall to a six by six contract? And like, no, probably not. But also is that, is that what he's looking for? Yeah. Like three, three, four. I think three would be perfect, but I would do four. I do do four by six or three by six. I'd even go six and a half for Taylor Hall, especially at, at three or four years. For sure. Um, all right. I don't know. We have any other any other things to address here? I uh, I went water skiing with Cam. Dude, is this video? This video should be out by the time this is being should released. Be out, should be out by now. The We're gonna make the big bucks it. off this video as long yeah. as um, the the DraftKings. The DraftKings didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. If if you haven't seen it, go watch it now. It's on our Twitter. If you don't have Twitter. I don't know if I want to put it on YouTube. I feel like YouTube has really strict guidelines for videos, so I feel like if they see what I did, they might not allow it. But we're small enough on YouTube. YouTube. Video of a dude like drinking a whole twelve pack of beers and then reviewing it. So, well, I was water skiing and I uh, I drank a little Miller Lite. Uh, so shouts to Miller Lite. Um, Sponsor us. It was yeah. uh, in retrospect, it was really sick. I'm actually very proud of myself. I think I. I didn't exactly look cool doing it, but it was cool that I did it and can say I did it. So, and I think I'm going to edit the video so it looks even cooler. Um, yeah. No, we got to add power. garbage in there. Yeah. Post-production has holds a lot of power. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, that was a lot of fun. Uh, somehow didn't fall. Thought I was going to bail immediately. 
Yeah, really good. No, it was it was interesting. Poured some on my head. Like it, was, it was a whole. But is that when you realized that like it was too hard to chug a beer while you were bouncing up and down, and then you were just like, ah. Well, the really I noticed because yeah, it had all foamed up from trying to like stand up. Plus, it was tossed to me. And by the way, beer cans float, or at least Miller Lite. All the other ones don't. Miller Lite floats, and that's why you should get Miller Lite. I drew. Uh, yeah. Beer is mostly water. Yes. Or like the liquid content of beer is mostly water. Yes. And you add the carbon dioxide bubbles into it. Okay. Okay. All okay. of that makes it less thought, than water. You know, all that wheat, bro, is just going to weigh <laughs> it down. Really it's going to get soggy in the water and weigh it yeah. down. Yeah. Well, Drew learned this from his dad. It was, it, it was an interesting situation for me because in an hour, pretty much, I went from arriving seeing drew meeting drew's dad like hey nice to meet you so like 30 By the way, minutes that later, podcast tough right. listen <laughs> yeah thanks for the review uh also i'm gonna toss your son a miller light and take a video of him chugging it on water skis like 30 minutes after we met which shouts to drew's dad because he was all for it and he was he was a champion with this um and also for helping teach me how to kind of water ski i got up for yeah, like a second dude, or two Tim- Cam got very um, close. He got by out the way, of water if, skis. If you have like anything to do in the three days after you try water skiing, then you should not water ski because everything will hurt. I feel like I got put <laughs> in one of those like medieval stretchers where they pulled all of my limbs. Well, yeah. the biggest and, thing uh, is it, most... it hurt places that I didn't know I had on the body. You, need, you so. need a lot of groin strength for that. Yeah, dude, I, I pulled something like in my groin or whatever fucking yeah. muscles on the inside of your thigh. I, you know, I was limping the same reason. I didn't think it, but that probably was it, yeah. It, because the biggest, not necessarily being a, like in a water ski run, like I've done it a lot and maybe I can last like four minutes before my arms just kind of like are given out. I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to bail. But it's like the, the boat pulling you is the biggest, you know, initially from literally going like one mile an hour tugging you to, all right, we're going 20 now. Fucking that's the biggest because you're getting out of the water and you're trying to find yourself. that, And that's what Cam did fucking 10 times because he got up for a little bit. But you, that you need practice. Yeah, that's I, the hardest so I was just getting repeatedly getting drilled up. in the face. I, I actually was sitting there. I was thinking like drinkability on the lake water as I was being smoked in the <laughs> face was was about a 38 because I, I had no control over drinking. It was just forcing its way down my throat. So it broke the scales. Taste um, also was off the charts. Also a 38 because – I went to blow my nose like four days later, and I could still get like the aroma of lake water. It was jammed so far in my brain. Moose so, pond for you. Yeah, you, you it also was good need quality lake a, water though. You also need a good boat driver to keep a consistent speed because if you're getting like yeah yanked around while you're trying to hold on to that, that can be extra. Oh yeah. So once my, dad, again, my dad's a good dad. driver. My dad's a good driver, and he's a good. He's taught so many people to water ski. He's like. He's like my uh, well, the Johnson family guru of water skiing. He was um, helpful. I I have tried it once before, but I like I try. I had like two tries. It was like raining. I, you know, I couldn't even get out. And so this time I had gotten out because of the, some of the stuff that he had kind of told me to focus on. So I think I think next time I'll, I'll get a full. There ride, were but. there were a couple times where he got out, fell on his ass, and I was like, oh, he's down. And then suddenly I see his head pop up again, and he's giving. Yeah, no, it's like the, I have a lot of experience <laughs> water tubing, so it was like the, you have one hand on your body's being dragged by it, like Roman <laughs> chariot style. It was kind of that thing, except instead I was just like hanging on by like an arm and a half and just getting pelted to the face by like a 
massive water gun essentially so Let, last summer we had gone water skiing this kid like our neighbor up in up in maine uh they had friends up and one of those kids was his first time water skiing and his first try he got pulled forward so he landed on his face and he didn't let go of the rope so we dragged him a good like 20 or 30 feet through the water head first it was an incredible sight i think that's pretty much what i did on my first time so <laughs> i think that's a lot of firsts it, i think if you don't get absolutely face planted the first time you try water skiing and you're a god well so I, it but, makes sense though because like your reaction when something bad happens is to grip tighter onto a thing like that's just like how your brain works that you can't be like i need to let go of this thing because i'm falling like that's mm -hmm. that's not how yeah. your brain works uh so i guess i understand you gotta train that. that yeah yeah so go water skiing and well, maybe I don't know if we can promote chugging beers while water skiing on here, so maybe don't do that. But he's a trained professional, of course. So yeah, I'm an well, I'm an untrained amateur, is what I am. <laughs> By trained professional, you mean untrained? Yeah. Pretty much the same thing. Um, Split hairs. But don't do it at home. Do it on a lake. Do not water ski at home. Not, you can not try recommend it, it to I, home I ski. Um, behind like a four wheeler. Um, you could try it, but probably not work it. very well. But you can ski nine months of the year between water and snow in New England. So wow. try it out. It's a good hobby. You can you can also do it uh, twelve months out of the year in San Diego. But yeah, but who wants to be in San Diego <laughs> <laughs> when you can be about in New England? England. <laughs> uh, all right, superior well, uh, region. I don't know. I guess that that wraps up the. Uh, first edition of the the campfire the friday night casual casual friday campfire chat what's the most confusing casual ca uh, casual friday campfire chat with cam hasbrook the brews and bruins of the hockey podcast network podcast presented by cam bruins die campfire. hard friday casual friday's campfire cam chat. campfire hasbrook over here <laughs> uh, well yeah thanks for uh thanks for joining uh, uh we need to questions. sing out it was a decent episode we gotta sing out it's the C A M P F I R E S O N G song. It's the C A M P F I R E S O N G song. And if you don't think that you can sing it, then you're not gonna help it. Just stay in the bar. C A M P F I R E S O N G song.